Hey, Mugwarts. Welcome to Wormwood and Witches, a podcast all about the strange and unusual. (laughs) Tally and Erica invite witches and weirdos from all backgrounds to the conversation of the mystic and divine. Come fly with us on this journey as we explore ritual, magic, and the peculiar. Hosted by Anchor, you can find us on all of your favorite streaming platforms. You can also find us on Facebook at Wormwood and Witches Podcast or Instagram at Wormwood and Witches. Welcome back, Tally. Woohoo! Tally's back from Puerto Rico. Duncha, duncha. Oh my goodness. The music was very loud in people's cars at all hours of the night. And it was like the same tempo. (laughs) It was like, would lull you to sleep. But I, I was on the 19th floor and it was like, it was in the room on the loudest setting that you could put on a speaker. They love their music. It's your lullaby. It, it it's was island time, right? Is that- oh yeah. Along with the ocean waves, just whoo, you can hear that. Oh my God. That was the best. Your pictures looked amazing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Very jealous. So <sighs> you just got back. You had a wonderful vacation, uh, not full with snow and <laughs> unfortunate shootings and Fire, <laughs> fires. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Still COVID, but maybe not to the degree that everybody seems to experience Omicron right now. Yeah. Yeah. So hope everybody's staying safe out there. Yeah. I will say Puerto Rico was pretty dialed in on that. You had to show your Vax cards to get into restaurants. Um, and even prior, just filling out information and having a test done before you enter the country and, or the Island, I guess I shouldn't really say, well, yeah, I I don't think, uh, driving back from Puerto Rico is really an option. It isn't, (laughs) it is not an option. You can't just drive over there easily. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, no, totally 10, 10 recommend even during all their holiday closer closings and everything else that was just you had to pivot and navigate and just go to the beach which was totally what I did well it was funny because Tally texted me one day and she's like today is epiphany and I was like (laughs) yes and question question mark (laughs) and she's like everything's closed and my friend who has uh her family is from Puerto Rico was like she's like oh yeah they'll close down for like epiphany the 12 days of christmas saints Mm -hmm. anything just really anything and hopefully she gets to do stuff yeah no it was great i mean it was kind of almost a blessing because it was such a relaxing time because you never knew when things were going to be open or not that it was like all right let's just go to the beach again pull my arm or twist my arm pull my arm 
pull my finger, twist my arm. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah, well, and because we talked about epiphany, like I never realized there was a religious connotation to it. I just thought it was, I had an epiphany, mm-hmm. like I had an idea. So, which is why I texted you that. And you're like, cool. <laughs> she, could, she could definitely tell that I was not connecting the dots. And then like we just talked about it. I was just like, Oh, I did not think that things would be closed down, so. That it was a real thing. People celebrate epiphanies Catholics. And they were all enamored by Tom and his Irish Catholicism. Correct. Yeah. Yep. There was talk about that. And, um, how they were. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of a neat cultural, uh, coming together intersection. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was fun. All I did was drink like these adult Capri sons that were full <laughs> of liquor on the beach all day long. And I would call them my sippy cup and, um, would yell at Tom and say, Tom, give me another sippy cup. Like three full sips and they would be done, but they were like nine percent alcohol. So I really well, no wonder why your ass cheeks got. <laughs> oh yeah, I was like in the water all day drinking my adult sippy cup. Oh my god! Well, what? <laughs> it, speaking of drinking, what are you drinking tonight? It looks good. Oh, I have. Where did my wine go? Um. So this is from. This is. Ooh, I don't even know how to say it. Iaconis. Iaconis. Uh, from Napa Valley, it's a cab sieve. A cab sieve. It's a cab sieve. Um, and this is from Naked Wines, Ooh. which, yeah. So I have like two sub- accidentally now two wine subscriptions. One is like from Naked, and another is from I don't even remember. Oh, Wink. So I think Naked Wines hashtag support us or whatever hashtag sponsor us <laughs> wink and naked naked any wine people who want to support we us love wine so Just whatever wine and i have my i don't really know if i'm supposed to use it with red wine but i like the way it sounds but the aerator oh yeah and it's like i think Whoa. it's good for like all wines right you're supposed I, to do i thought so i don't know i no. i like it with it yeah <laughs> Well, I'm drinking. I thoroughly enjoy. There's a local distillery called Molly Brown. Uh, and they came out with this spiced bourbon. What? Yeah, it's a really it's like fucking Christmas in a glass and it's delicious. I Shout had to just drinking a bourbon. Um, well, it, it's an old fashioned tonight, but mm, um, yeah, it doesn't need very much and it's like Christmas spices with a good bourbon and yeah. Yum. They, you- uh, they name all their uh, drinks after like feminist historical icons. So what? Yeah. This is Molly Brown distillery. Yes. Not where I used to work the Molly Brown. House. Right. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> when did they start a distillery? <laughs> so yeah. So it's a distillery kind of like, I think it's like out near Thornton area, Denver, oh. Thornton area. So, Ooh, that's way up. And there. if you go to a trivia night there and you win, you get a fucking bottle of bourbon. You what? win a bottle of bourbon. Yeah. Okay. I would maybe leave golden to go do that. Maybe. And there, I mean, 
Thornton, a worker slash friend who does do trivia on a regular basis. Sometimes it's busy, but sometimes it's not. So your chances increase of winning. Mm. So just saying. I that's very uh it's tempting. Very I know. Tempting, very tempting. <laughs> <laughs> um while Tally and I don't have really any announcements, uh, we're not doing any workshops or anything, although that workshop was super fun with Secret Stretch. Mm-hmm. So um but do you have any witchy woos? I guess no. Mine, I mean, was Puerto Rico. And I'm yeah, still I was like bullshit. riding high this on that. Has to be Puerto Rico. Yeah, I I started to say uh, I I ran into a friend today uh, in downtown Golden, and she's on her way to Portland. And I was about to say, oh my gosh, I'm so jealous because I love Portland. And I was like, mm, I'll just not say that because. <laughs> I have the tannest ass cheeks in Colorado right now <laughs> and riding A high nice on beach life. Brown. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> Just like two good hamburger buns. <laughs> kind of is. Toasty. <laughs> so yeah, so I am good on that for sure. What's yours? Uh, I feel like just like a lot of good things are happening lately, you know, like my house didn't burn down. (laughs) So, Uh, oh my gosh, counting my blessings. So I've been using, I posted on our Instagram slash our TikTok, uh, a like abundance, like I attract abundance, um, anointing oil, but like perfume anointing oil that you put on yourself. So I've been doing that Mm -hmm. with a variety of just that, the one that I made and other ones, which I'll post soon. Um, and I just feel like the vibes have been feeling good. Good. That's my, that's my witchy woo. Awesome. Yeah. Not, not, nothing like crazy exciting, but you know, Hey, they're not, they don't have to be manifestation, man. Yeah, definitely. Shit. (laughs) Well, I guess talking about manifesting and, um, what comes with that and sloughing off all the, uh, weird garbage and dumpster fieriness that we have with each and every one of us, mm-hmm. Allie and I are going to be talking about shadow work today. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, man, I know that it's not all negative. The big S but like, I'm just like. I just don't want to deal with the parts that I don't it's like. Scary, right? It's very scary, but it's so, uh, I don't know, therapeutic, you know, I mean, it is, it's therapeutic and it's uh, necessary to, it is. I feel like really connect. It reminds me having done when doing the research for this on the background of shadow work, it reminds me of having gone through like my yoga training Mm -hmm. program and stuff like that. And just like how connected I was with myself and stuff like that. Like it was like, it's a time in my life that even though it was so short, I can't describe like how at peace and other Mm -hmm. blissed out I was. Yep. Um, but that's because we also had to unpack a lot of shit during Mm -hmm. this program over like three months. And it's just nuts. Like when you actually like connect with yourself, you can become your like highest vibing self, I guess, you know, I noticed when I was going through training, um, 
that all of a sudden, I, I think I was so open, mm-hmm. so open. And all these people were coming out, close friends and people who I w- wasn't close with were just wanting to dump this, you know, their issues onto me. And I thought at first it was, you know, this great honor that they're trusting me with this information. Um, I even heard, this is how crazy this is. I heard from a person I went to high school with and briefly worked with, um, just after high school. Um, so like 30 years ago now, now, but this was about, when did I take my teacher training? 12, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so, but still, so 20 years, this person came out of the woodwork, found me on Facebook and wanted to reach out to talk to me about his marriage. He didn't go into a whole lot, but he was having trouble. Like that's how crazy it was. And I've never talked to him again. Like he's deleted me from Facebook. He's done people like, can sense I, it, man. Isn't, isn't it crazy? It was, it was that crazy that mm. because you, uh, as the, you know, saying goes where you're peeling off the onion layers and all those mm-hmm. things and exposing yourself and exposing, um, that darker side of you and that fear that you have and all of that, that it, it I mean, I, it just made you open. Mm-hmm. Ugh, it was so crazy to me. It was just so crazy. And I don't feel that now. So I, I'm... and that's why I think maybe because of our yoga background, going into shadow work, we're both very like, Oh God, here it comes again. And now we don't have uh, a teacher trainer to it's force the work it on our own yes, and like having to do that and be self-disciplined, which is also scary, scary. that part too. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. So like I'm crossing my, like I just started cro- like I'm crossing my arms in front of my heart and chest because like, that's how guarded that's my are. response yeah. to this. This is scary. You guys. Well, Tally and I us. have like just started our journeys, uh, with shadow work and we'll get into books and suggestions and everything. But, uh, when you talk about like crossing your arms and stuff, I recently did like my first prompt out of my book and stuff, but I made it so like where the ritual was like having a bath bomb and Mm -hmm. like making like a nice, like tarot spread and everything, like making it like a very like ritualized relaxing thing so it's just like you know you're like in the bath like zoning out not looking at your phone Mm -hmm. maybe listening to music or something at the most and like just trying to meditate and focus in the bathtub and then doing a tarot spread and like journaling with the prompt and stuff so it's just like you know like you said like making the environment a open and welcoming ritual, I guess, Mm -hmm. rather than feeling like it's like knowing that it's work that we have to do, but not feeling like, like work. Yeah. Like, Oh, I gotta go do this thing and get it over with. So I think it's just scary because since it is self-discipline this time around that you have to face 
what kind of scares you the most or that you things that you don't really want to discuss or deal with or whatever it's your own like dirty laundry it feels yeah yeah but you also don't want to be so open that somebody from 20 or 30 years ago from your (laughs) past dump all my junk (laughs) on you (laughs) yeah like like, there's got to be you need to have a closing seal to protect yourself, which we'll talk about salt, later too. Ring? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just pour salt on your head every single day. You'll be it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> well, I did put salt in that, uh, in that anointing, uh, perfume oil. So for, nice. uh, protection and repelling negative energy. So, nice. but I guess, yeah. So maybe we should get into what is shadow work? Mm-hmm. So uh, shadow work was actually first defined by Carl Jung. Uh, he was a Swiss psychoanalyst. Uh, he was born in 1875 and died in 19, 1961, if I can talk. Mm-hmm. Um, so I also had to Google what psychoanalysis was, even though I have psychology as a minor from my bachelor uh, degree days. Um, and uh, psychoanalysis is the system of psychological theory and therapy, which aims to treat mental disorders by investigating the interaction of conscious and unconscious elements in the mind and bringing repressed fears and conflicts into the conscious mind by techniques such as dream interpretation and free association. And so, uh, Jung first defined this in 1912 in his book called The Psychology of the Unconscious. And so that's basically what shadow this part of ourself is, is uh, the psychology of um, the id. Uh, So it's the innermost part of ourselves. Um, And is the shadow aspect or the shadow archetype of the like unconscious aspect of ourselves and our personality that kind of our ego unconscious unconsciously identifies with. Uh, so it's kind of like, basically the shadow is like our unknown side. Um, it's kind of, and Carl Jung versus Freud, uh, who also like is a very, as a lot of people probably know, uh, big psychology, like big in psychology, a big name. Um, it's not always like, we think of it as like, Oh, shadow work. It's dark. It's negative. You know, like the, like you think of like a dark eerie shadow and think of all the negative aspects of yourself, but it can also be positive things. Carl Jung advocated for that. It could also be positive that, you know, Mm -hmm. there are like good things about ourselves that we also repress. Like one of the journal prompts that I recently did out of my shadow workbook where, um, you know, like if you were writing a letter to yourself, uh, like what are some of the positive things that you would immediately say, like knowing about yourself. And so, you know, writing these things out, I was like, Oh, I never really thought about like the good things, good parts of me as a person too, you know, cause I feel like, and Jung gets into this, like about society and how we, you know, kind of get down on ourselves based on societal rules and stuff like that and our failures and 
just as many of us know the world that we live in today, you know, it's all about like, oh, well, like you could have done this better or, uh, imposter syndrome, Mm -hmm. all these things. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, according to Jungian analyst, Analia Jaffe, I think is how her name is pronounced. Uh, the shadow, and I love this is the sum of all personal and collective psychic elements, which because of, because of their incompatibility with the chosen conscious attitude are denied expression in life. So, because again, those societal things that pressures that we put on ourselves by ourselves and by society, we decide not to express those in life because you know, for example, um, like sexualization of things, like you're like, Mm -hmm. Oh no, like that's dirty. Right. And Mm -hmm. so we don't, we don't do the things that, because we're, we're taught a specific way. It's like our hegemony. It's like the way that the world operates. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I'm like, wow, that, that makes a lot of sense. And so working with our shadow cells is actually like, Young talks about the seat of like creativity. Like this is where a lot of creativity stems from, but because like, again, we put doubts on ourselves um, and we don't deal with these like negative aspects about ourselves or have doubts, then uh, we don't allow the creativity to flow. Mm-hmm. So, um, and So I thought it was interesting that Jung also differentiated between the personal shadow and the impersonal or kind of what he called the archetypal shadow, uh, which is represented as uh, like pure evil almost. And is usually symbolized uh, by the devil and demon, diamonds, diamonds, diamonds. Um, and like a collective evil. So, uh, he gave some examples of, you know, like the Nazis and the Holocaust and even post, like, since he has passed, um, there's historical figures like Charles Manson or in pop culture, Darth Vader, uh, mm. is actually personified as the shadow uh, embodied in the most negative archetypal human. Ooh, right? Totally. I was just like, holy shit. Like, I guess there's a bunch might- of star Wars nerds who like get into stuff like that too. Like the whole archetype of, well, when you think about like the force, right. Like kind of, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, sure. I think about it all the time. Well, like that, like, and we'll be having again, my friend, Aaron come and talk about animism and like the energy of all like living creatures and things and stuff like that. And tapping into that, like it makes sense. I feel like, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah. So Carl Jung said like, it could be positive or it could be negative. Uh, but we usually have the negative connotation because, you know, the shadows, black, dark mm-hmm. equates with evil. Um, and so we usually equip equivalent it to like the dark equivalent it equivalent it equivalent uh it to <laughs> i i smushed two words together you did <laughs> we equivalent it to um like low self-esteem 
-hmm. anxieties, like I said, like imposter syndrome for a lot of us who are lovely in the science world. And oh man, that's me. (laughs) I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then I was just like, bitch, you've been doing this for like 12 years. You know what you're doing. Calm down. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, but like, again, a lot of us choose not to deal with it, uh, because we find that like, those are the parts that we consider weak or that don't shine positively upon ourselves. Like, you know, it's like, why would you get yourself down when you don't have to? Um, but as we know, if we don't deal with those things, we're not living to our highest potential. I feel like we're subduing our vibrations to the universe. Um, Mm -hmm. And as far as like witchcraft goes, like that's like a major impediment because, you know, when we're doing spell work or manifesting or whatever, you got to like, you got to make sure that you're like working with the pure self that you can, right? Not saying that we all don't have our garbage because I am a hot dumpster fire most of the time, (laughs) but you know, like, and this is like a lifelong process, like, right. We're not going to get through shadow work in 30 days and be like, okay, like I'm good. good. We're done. This is it. Like Tally and I just talked about, like there was a blip in time and now it's like, man, I do want to get back to that with these negative connotations and living through life, uh, we project, right? So we usually see the reason why you probably hate somebody for the most part, you know, obviously there's always caveats, is that you see aspects of yourself in that you don't like (laughs) Mm -hmm. about yourself. And that's why you hate them. So projection is like a huge thing. Um, Except for the person that was supposed to take care of my cat and didn't. Well, those people are just (laughs) monsters, so they can just eat it. Jung also talks about a good way to uh, meet your shadow uh, is the appearance of them in dreams and visions, um, which has made me think about Tova's, our friend uh, who's on the Ouija boards and Midnight Margs gals. Uh, she has her own apothecary, but she had talked about a mugwort tincture. And I was like, hmm, this would really be really good at maybe like helping streamline this, this shadow work. So, and Tally's going to be talking about all the herbs. All, every single one. Every, yes. This is going to be a five hour episode. Sorry, I also burped. So. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yes. I didn't hear just, it. I, like it came out short. Just a little boop. It was your, it was your shadow coming out, <laughs> wanting to say something. I'm burping out my shadow. If only it was <laughs> that easy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it makes me really want to try a mugwort tincture to try and have either really vivid dreams or like I can make one for you, or we can make one together. You should the make things. one together and we'll put it on our Instagram. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's what we'll do. I've also had side note, a lot of people talk about, um, abundance and attracting money. So I was like, Tally, you may have to, we may have to work on a spell together and post it to the, our, yeah. our stuff about, didn't um, I, isn't that what I did in, in, um, when I was in Puerto Rico and yes, laying you in the did sand. your sigil. <laughs> you did yeah, your sigil. I did. 
I did an abundance sigil. Yeah. Getting back to, uh, the society part of our shadow work is obviously like Tally was kind of talking about when all of a sudden everybody came out of the fucking woodwork and was just like, let me dump all my garbage on you because like, obviously you're vibrating pretty high. You can handle this. Um, <laughs> society tends to do that. It's, it tends to feed our negative thoughts about ourselves or put that like, you'll find the pe- the people will find you, I should say, to, to dump their garbage because nobody wants to deal with it. Literally by law of attraction is essentially uh, what this is. And again, like I said, law of attraction also works when we see the things, the aspects that we hate or don't like about ourselves we see in other people. And usually we don't like those people because they're a mirror for us. And we're just like, well, fuck that lady. And you're like, why do I really hate her? I, I agree with that, but I, I mean, it's sometimes like, yeah, all the time. Yeah. I feel like that's where there needs to be some caveat that it, it feels like, oh, well, well, but that's just the, the golden rule back to our rules and shadow work of, well, if you don't like them, that's probably because that's a, a mirror and that's it. It's like, no, I'm getting this weird vibe. Sometimes there's like gut feelings and totally. shitty people out there for sure. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But it is also another thing. Like there have been a few times where it's like, why don't I like that person? Am I jealous of them? Is there something? Yeah. Like, do I want something that, that they have that I wish I had, or do I see myself? And I have to admit, I don't, uh, I don't know that I really, <laughs> so I, I need to dive deep into this because obviously there has to be some truth into it that I don't see myself in that person at all, mm-hmm. but anybody. <laughs> so, <laughs> so clearly that isn't true. Yeah. So that's something that I need to really look into. Cause I think that when something like that happens and I, and I don't like a person or I semi don't like them or something that it's, and, oh, well, I'm not, there's nothing about me in there at all. It's like, there might, there might be, and that might be my like biggest shadow work that I need to. Well, that leads perfectly Fine. into like, I found this quote by Jung that I really liked Ooh. Uh, that he said, a man who is possessed by his shadow is always standing in his own light and falling into his own traps, living mm. below his own level. So I should Ooh. put it as there because obviously a woman can fill these things too, but like, yeah, like we're, we're just standing in our own way. We are our own obstacle. We really are. Oh my gosh. And like once, like, again, going back to our yogic principles, once you become aware of these things, like our culture now, like Gen Z, I would say you're woke or whatever, but you're aware, you're aware. And awareness is the huge, like that was like the, the, the light bulb that went off for me in Mm -hmm. yoga uh, my yoga teacher training. And so once you're aware and you know how to deal with these things, like your impulses to react, you, you act accordingly to the situation or whatever, or to yourself versus like 
a knee jerk reaction, you know? So Mm -hmm. you, you learn how to not fall in your own traps essentially. Um, and you learn like what actually matters to you. Um, and once you find that like a lot of usually capitalistic things like kind of melt away, you're like, Oh, like I could, or could not really care about this. Like life becomes a lot easier. I -hmm. must say when you're really even keeled and you'll find that, like, I feel like it, people who are angry, it pisses them off even more when you're just like, no skin off of my back. Right. They're just like, why are you reacting to this? And you're just like, I'm cool, man. I'm cool. (laughs) So true. So because you're so in tune with yourself Mm -hmm. and that's what it is. Um, Jung also talks about merging with our shadows. Uh, So like I just said, like being aware, being woke, whatever. It makes me think of Peter Pan when he like meets his (laughs) shadow Mm. Uh, and like has to like nail it to himself or whatever it is. Right. Um, You're, you're grabbing a hold of these things. You're embracing them. Like, you know, say like, you're like, well, I'm a really lazy individual and I should be doing these things. I should be, you know, doing more and like filling my time with like proactive things. And it's like readjusting how you think about these negative aspects of about yourself. Like, and you know, if it has to do with anxiety or whatever, like, what does that stem back to? Like, if you're like, mine is like a big failure or like a big fear of failing. And so I'm like, where does this stem back to? And like, you keep going back and back and further back. And like, finally it made me realize like in high school, like me and my friend were just friends, but our, our parents were very competitive with each other and like, Mm. well, like, you know, so-and-so got an A on this and well, she got an A plus and it was like tit for tat type of bullshit. And so it's just like, you know, like you, like her and I could never just exist. We always had to be like doing better. So for, for our parents, right. So you like peel back these layers and like, get back to like, your like, where does it come from when you're a baby? Right. Mm-hmm. Like all that garbage, but it's actually really true. You're like, wow, this is like really traumatic what I went through as a child. So. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. It's like, try to like, take a top, like take something from like your shadow work and see how far you can stem things back. Mm-hmm. And see, Like, I mean, it doesn't work for all of my things, right? Like all my baggage, but it's definitely interesting with some of them, like, like that fear of failure mm-hmm. stems like so far back to like high school and probably even before that, like, you know, my parents were like, well, you can only get A's and B's in this household or whatever, you know? And it's, did they really say that? Yeah. So, Oh shit. Yes. My first, so I got my first C ever in college. Jesus when I was in, in my psychology class, ironically, because I was just like, you know, what? I'm just not going to give a shit. But then I got my C and I was like, oh, my God, I'm about to get my first C. This is awful. Luckily, she graded on a curve because apparently everybody did terrible. So I ended up with a B, but I was good. <laughs> like it was marked as a C for a hot second and I was freaking out on the inside. <laughs> 
And you know what? It doesn't really matter. (laughs) I'm here anyways, 12 years later in the same career. So yeah. Well, but Um, not in psychology, clearly. (laughs) Not not in psychology. (laughs) Um, The last few things that I have is a psychologist who unfortunately died in 2013, but she had some very beautiful words and what looked like a very interesting book that I might delve into. Carolyn Kaufman wrote that in spite Mm. of its function as a reservoir for human darkness, or perhaps because of this, the shadow is the seat of creativity so that for some, it may be that the dark side of this being your sinister shadow represents the true spirit of life as as against the arid scholar. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Like out of darkness comes light. Yeah. Essentially. Just Uh, like star Wars, just like star Wars. Exactly. (laughs) So then I got like on this like whole kick of like, okay, like what does this mean for like witchcraft besides, you know, like tapping into our highest vibration, um, to really like get our spell work and everything to work well. And I found um, this great article, uh, by Leandra Witchwood, and she actually has a podcast, um, and the podcast and the name of the website is called the magic kitchen. Hmm. It actually looks really interesting. I can't wait to listen to her stuff. Um, talks about, uh, shadow work and its conjunction with actually ancestral healing and ancestral work, which yeah. totally makes sense. Cause like she was explaining that like shamans and ancestors worked with, you know, deities and everything you would work with herbs, visionary herbs and like smoking mm-hmm. and whatever, uh, as a way of healing and journeying through this process of like meeting your shadow self. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of when I first moved here, uh, what, uh, ritual craft was doing these like free full moon and new moon, uh, rituals that you could go to pre COVID times, of course. Um, and so we were on this guided meditation to meet our ancestors and stuff like that. Uh, walking through the woods, you know, you meet your ancestor, what do they look like? Um, and I envisioned meeting somebody that looked just like me. Cause your ancestors, like their blood is running through you too. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it makes you that much stronger. So why wouldn't ancestry work be a good way to meet unconscious parts of yourself? So I thought that was really interesting. And I was yeah. like, I was like, holy shit, because obviously we are culturally conditioned to like, not do these things. Like, you know, like it's been systematically rooted out over time to not do like, you know, vision quests, if you will, um, that terminology, uh, for indigenous people doing, um, vision journeys, etc. So it has been continuously rooted out. Uh, I think especially, um, for white people, we don't Mm. do it. Yeah. It it just doesn't seem like we really hold culture close to us and our ancestors close to us. Like, um, people of color do because 
they unfortunately had to, to keep a sense of themselves. And so I, I really think it's, it's interesting, um, you know, like not a, not a lot of people have many that closeness Mm -hmm. to them. I don't know. Oh yeah. Like grandma lives like, you know, in this town or whatever we see or, you know, like, and now like I was definitely like that, but now I've gotten more into like my newts ancestry Mm -hmm. work. I wouldn't say it's like a major part of my practice, but like, um, having you and I have talked about Dia de los Muertos and those right because we the- grew up with that exactly not us but that that was so ingrained in how we grew up that we're very close mm-hmm. to that culture and not trying to be disrespectful of it because we have such a love for it and then it was just normal it was mm-hmm. normal to be a part of that and um with that too like i feel like we can have that as part of us growing up where we grew up, but also like, Oh, let's tap into shit. We don't know about ourselves. Like I was looking at, I mean, I just got back, you know, off the plane and I was already looking at flights, like where else can I go? And I've always wanted to go to Norway where that's on my mom's side of the family that I really want to go travel Norway yeah. It's expensive as shit, but I would love to go for like five days in, in by myself, really, maybe, I don't know, yeah. maybe somebody else, but was just thinking like, this is something I would love to do by myself. And just like, I don't know, Tap go there to your roots. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. go, I don't know where, I don't know what, but like, I really have felt a pull to go there, um, for the last few years. And I was just like, I wonder, maybe I should just grab a ticket and go for five days. When I feel like if your gut is saying that, yeah, definitely. Cause I feel you, I've been wanting to go to Poland and like we, you and I have talked off the pod about, um, reading about witchcraft, um, historically and currently, within those cultures too to tap into our lineages mm-hmm. rather which is than completely all this foreign stuff. yeah right 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 exactly which is completely foreign which is also nuts to think like that it is certain yeah. things aren't passed down but yeah. yeah I just thought that was a great way to be like this is how like it connects to like our occult and like our, our witchy sides and like, you know, not only making ourselves the highest form to be able to practice our craft and stuff like that. And like, let the energy flow because where the energy flows, you know, things go that way. So, yeah. um, and so, but also just like ancestry work and what this means, like, don't be afraid to try different things. Like, I mean, my friend has honestly tried mushrooms, like, oh, I love mushrooms. (laughs) And so like, like, right. It's a really big taboo thing because it's been been equated to like, oh, like drug addicts and blah, blah, blah. But I do mention it later for the herb 
part, but I just mentioned it, but yeah, no, it's, it's amazing. But for some people, it is like a good way to connect and, you know, reckon it helps with depression. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's decriminalized here in Colorado. So mushroom up bitches or witches, (laughs) bitches, witches, bitches and witches. Um, but yeah, that's all I have for Carl Jung and a crash course in psychoanalysis. These things are so huge. I mean, you can dive in. I mean, this is like years and years and years and years of work in an hour, hour and a half podcast. So I'm um, really excited to check out some of his stuff. Oh, and I remember, cause I remember when I was doing research, I was like, I wonder if this person has anything to do with this. So I'll have to look it up later, but, um, I love Alan Watts too, as he's philosopher, I guess. Um, Hmm. and he has some really great stuff. So I, I should have looked that that's what I was thinking when I was, and I couldn't remember it until just now. Ooh. So he does shadow work stuff. I don't know if that's one I wanted to see if he connected to shadow work at all. Oh, okay. He he definitely uh, works into like tapping into our unconsciousness and just like why, like, so he has this, his, this speech that I love about dreaming. And he's like, what if you like dream to dream for, you know, X amount of days, like what would happen? And you wake up and you're just like, oh, okay, like that, that was cool. And then uh, you dream the same dream the next night and you wake up and it gets more like during that dream, it gets more intense and you wake up and you're like, holy shit. Like that was a wild ride, you know, like it, it got more intense. And so basically he builds up to the point where what if your dream is not a dream at all? Like what if what you're living is like your, your fullest potential. Like what is holding you back? Like, wouldn't you want to live your life? Like, you know, just getting out by the, what is it? The skin of skin of your teeth. Is that what Mm -hmm. the, like, just like coming out and you're just like, that was a wild ride. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, isn't that the life that sometimes like, usually people don't want to like die being like, oh, I should have done this or I could have done this. Like shoulda, woulda, coulda, right? Right, yeah, you don't want to like, should yourself. Holy shit, like, I can't believe I did that when I was like 20 years old. Like, mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend about this. Like, I can't believe I couch surfed in Ireland. Right. When I was in my 20s. I could have been murdered. Didn't like, get you know, killed. You like come out the other side and you're like, holy shit, like, what if this isn't like, a dream and all. What if it's like right. your reality that you create essentially is what he's saying. Hmm. Um, and by societal rules, like you throw that the, you, you throw it out the window. So I'll post you throw caution to the wind, caution to the wind. Exactly. So I'll, I'll find Alan Watts, a dream thing as well. Cause that speech is really good. Um, nice. That sounds good, but yeah. So that's basically psychoanalysis in a nutshell. Cool. We'll take a quick break and um, I'll talk about some herbs and crystals. And I have to go pee again. Me too. Okay, good.
Okay, so I'm just going to quickly talk about some herbs and crystals you can use during shadow work and um, quickly just maybe a little ritual you can do. Um, uh, like Erica talked about earlier, taking a bath. Um, so this would be a good time if you have a bathtub to incorporate some of the herbs that I'm going to talk about and then maybe have um, some of the crystals laying around the bathtub. Um, but if you don't have a bathtub, you can always get creative and perhaps put an herb in a bowl with warm water and wash it over your face um, and over your hands and your arms and just kind of connect with that, or even just sit with the herbs too. If you're like, man, that seems like a lot and I'm a busy witch. So, uh, but those are a few things that you can do. There, uh, seems to be just a lot with, if you do have a bathtub to really incorporate sitting in with those herbs and starting to think about what it is that you're going to do in this case with your shadow work and just start to create that sense of place. Um, one thing that Erica started to talk about was mugwort. So, and we love saying we love, we love the herb we do. So, um, not at all. <laughs> no, we're even like, Hey, mugworts. So, <laughs> so of course this comes into shadow work. Uh, so it creates a safe space and is useful for dream induction and recall and even memory recall. Ooh. And it often helps one heal while dreaming. So a little bit of what you were talking about too, some users report having darker dreams that reveal oh. hidden insights and core wounds that help them find closure. Sounds like a scary yet necessary path. It absolutely <laughs> does. I'd be I like, do I want to go down this? I know when I read that, I was like, whoa, that's pretty crazy. Especially when you're putting your mind towards that work, because mugwort is so good for dreams and things like that. And if you're not prepared for what you just dreamt, like that can be really scary and crazy. Yeah. So if you're going into it with that open mind and ready for this mugwort is going to be your herb. I think, um, there's a few more that I think, um, would be really good to coincide with that. And I'll talk about them too. Uh, but with mugwort, you can smoke it, burn it or drink it as either like a tea or a tincture. And, um, they're both all, all, all of that's really, really easy to do. The tincture would just take several weeks. So keeping that in mind that you wouldn't be able to, um, if you were making your own, you would have to wait about six weeks or you can buy one, I suppose, but making your own also makes it even that much more. You're putting that energy in and yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, another one would be immortal or helichrysum. And that's oh. really good. I know for that they had another word for helichrysum. It's oh, immortal. Yeah. Because it's your, it's, um, so good for your skin. It's immortal. Like you, you look young forever. For sure. That's why it's called that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it makes oh. sense. 
Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, so I put that, um, you know, plug, plug, put that in my, um, <laughs> in my face creams and oils. Ooh. Oh yeah, for sure. Nice. Yep. Yeah. I love it. Um, yarrow. Oh, wait, I didn't say what hella Christ was for. We're just talking about all that. <laughs> um, it's great for healing ancestral trauma. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to dive deeper into that, but, um, I was kind of running out of time for things. So I was like, Whoa, that sounds really amazing. Maybe it'll um, be a post. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do want to get a little deeper into that. Uh, yarrow is such a great wound herb that it makes sense that you can use yarrow to transform any of your wounds into wisdom. So whatever's hurting you, turning it around and making that into your learning moments. Um, that's cool. I didn't know that part about yarrow. Yeah. Uh, rosemary, which I think is, would be a really great, uh, addition to mugwort is great for protection and remembering your childhood, uh, or a deeper dive into your ancestry work. So this is a great tool for enhancing your concentration for shadow work. And it contains an ingredient called carnosic acid, which has been proven to prevent damage by free radicals in the brain. So maybe that's where that memory part comes from. And that focus comes from. Sometimes I'm worried about like, what if you unlock parts of your memory that you didn't want to, that you don't know. I've, you know, I was suppressed memories and stuff, right? Like maybe abuse that you didn't even know happened. Mm Mm-hmm. And then that unlocked whatever, everything else that's moving forward. I've thought about that a lot because yeah, I don't know. I, there were a few moments where I just feel like I don't remember a lot of my childhood and I'm I'm not my parents or anything like that, but, um, like, was there something that was so traumatizing that I just don't, hopefully not, but that's always scary to unlock. It is. Yeah. Like unpacking mm-hmm. like for sure. Yeah. So a couple more, um, because I know yarrow and mugwort and helichrysum might be harder to find for people. Uh, so I added in a few herbs and essential oils that are a little more accessible, like rosemary you can buy at the grocery store. Um, eucalyptus is another one. You can use the essential oil as an anointing oil, which reminded me of the one that you made personally. I don't know what you put in it, but it was eucalyptus in there. No, it wasn't. Oh, well, um, (laughs) so it's good. Uh, you can put that on your third eye and wrist pulse points. Um, also clary sage essential oil is really great for opening your creative mind as you travel through your shadow work journey with ease. Uh, you're kind of giving yourself permission. Mm-hmm. So, and you were talking about that creativity earlier. So clary sage is going to help with that. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And so, um, if you do decide to put these essential oils on your skin, just definitely dilute them with like a carrier oil. Oh gosh. For for people who don't know. 
Um, yeah. Do your, thank you. Do your own research on, on carrier oils and stuff like that. But yeah. Uh, I've, I've always wanted to get like a bunch of eucalyptus, like leaves, like the actual plant and like do like shower steamers that I know that you can do. Oh, I do that. I have the, I have a dried eucalyptus and I'll hang it. But, um, because we are both cat owners, it's, I believe poisonous to cats. Oh, really? Yeah. So, and I mean, I don't know about your cat, but my cat is like always in my business and oh, he'll Bilbo will eat anything. Yeah, so. Right. So, so be aware of that. Um, I've even been a little concerned. Uh, so like if you put things like eucalyptus in your bath, which a lot of people do, especially if they're feeling ill and opening up those, you know, your sinal, sinal, your sinal passages, <laughs> your nasal passages or sinus passages. And with these, you can put them in your ritual bath for uh, shadow work. But like my cat will sit at the edge mm-hmm. of the, the bathtub, of course, and just stares at you in an awkward way, but he likes to put his tail in the bathtub. Oh, and it just floats there. And so I get really concerned. I mean, it's a, you know, the bathtub has gallons of water in it versus like 10 drops of eucalyptus, but, um, still just a fair concern. And like, I know having taught courses about, uh, essential oils, you know, like, yeah, do your own research and definitely like when you do even diffusing like if that was going to be part of your ritual and diffusing totally. it and like you know because like scent is definitely a good memory trigger too mm-hmm. um, a lot of scents can bother pets so just right just do your research when you're when you're working with very yeah um, and if your cat likes to take the bath with you <laughs> <laughs> like mine does sticks his paw in there it, it does concern me. So I try to kick him out if I'm using anything like, um, eucalyptus. Uh, also you can do this in candle form, like, uh, you know, a rosemary candle or a eucalyptus candle or something like that too. And then it's, you have that scent going and it's not as, uh, like potent strong. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then, So common sage is another really great one, obviously for cleansing your space, as most people know, Um, but it's also really good for releasing any fear-based emotions or triggers. So it's a really good herb to burn before you're doing shadow work. So you're just kind of cleansing that space and getting rid of um, those emotions. And I could have sworn I wrote it down, but I guess I didn't. Um, that apparently it helps if you burn sage, that it's getting rid of like 95% of carcinogens in your house or something. I, I just, I read that when I was, um, just reading up on some herbs, but I didn't write that down apparently. So is common sage, like kind of like your, your culinary sage, culinary sage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Not, not the white sage. So the culinary sage that you find uh, in the grocery store yeah. next to rosemary is the same thing. I'll have that growing, um, in my house too. So it's a little green fuzzy <laughs> plant. Um, 
it's, I, I, I do like it. I don't want people to confuse that with white sage though. And then a little more controversial would be marijuana, uh, which is legal here and in most States. I think that you could do that. I would probably, if you're going to go that route, either like Eric and I, and I don't smoke. So if her and I did it, shadow work would be out the door. We'd just be giggling and eating is what, how I suspect we would be <laughs> Either that, or the room would be spinning and I'd feel like I need to vomit. And I would say that's floor. actually, I, that's <laughs> more me. The few times that I have done it, it is that is like, I just wish I would die. Um, but if you're interested in that small doses, make sure that you're really setting out that intention. Um, and again, uh, psychedelics, like psilocybin mushrooms, Mushrooms. they're decriminalized here. So we can actually speak about it. Um, I mean, I would also speak about maybe another, drug that's uh, close to it, but I won't, um, (laughs) uh, that you could also use, but I won't endorse it. Um, (laughs) but the mushrooms would be good for that as well. Like a small microdosing of it, perhaps. Um, and if you really want to get dive super deep, I mean, that, that, that this, I think is reserved for really, really, really deep trauma shadow work would be to go to, um, like a ketamine Institute where you're, you're given ketamine by a person who's watching you. Whoa. But that's like, that's on, that's next level. I didn't even know that those existed. Oh, they do. They do. But that's like on a whole, that's like you started your shadow work and that blank space that you didn't know about showed up and you've got other shit to really deal with Damn. or like drug addiction or things like that. Like this is a really good way to, I mean, that's like, that's like psychiatric treatment. Yeah. So, but they do have, um, institutes for that. Awesome though, that they have that nuanced uh, take on it. Right. Instead of just putting you on Prozac and shooting you out the door. So, yeah. So it's, um, so those were a little deeper dives. Uh, there's also, because I know we love Datura. (laughs) I was about to say Datura. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, although it's a poisonous plant, and you have to know what you're doing. Yeah. You, you really, really have to know what you're doing with it. There is a person I have their book too, that I haven't, I'm so excited about it. It's one of those things that you're so excited about a book that you end up not reading it. Yeah. So that's, that's this situation. Um, but I have a poisoner's apothecary book Ooh. and it's all about poisonous herbs it's so fucking, ah, I'm so excited about it that I can't like, I, I pick it up and then I'm like, oh my God, oh my I want to see this book. Down. Oh my um, God. That's so also, good. that's like a witchy woo for me too. That I was going to bring up at a later date when I actually opened it. Well, maybe you'll it. have to crack into it for your, your shadow work. I know. Well, so I did briefly, um, and he makes a Datura flower essence. 
oh. that you can safely ingest. And uh, it's really great for shadow work. Um, if you're wanting to connect deeper with the plant in a safe manner. So you can buy that from him. I mean, you can make your own, but I, I don't know. I would be too afraid to do that. I would really want to learn how Mm -hmm. to do like, make sure I know how to make flower essences, but I don't want to, I don't, I'm, I'm not that, uh, advanced (laughs) yet to, to even attempt that. So that sounds really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can, you can do that. And of course that's good for uh, dream again and vision. Yeah. You're probably going to be tripping balls. So, well, no, you wouldn't you're, you're because it's just the flower essence. So it's, you're not actually, so you, it's like the water vibration, the water is around the plant. So you're getting the vibration of the plant. Oh yeah. yeah. I know like archeologically indigenous people of the Southwest yes. used to consume it and like, yeah, right. the tripping balls. Right. Yeah. No, this isn't, I mean, maybe you can go find a shaman and do that because that, I don't even know that I would, they're professionals know. in that yes. sense. Yeah. Yeah. But this would be a safer way to kind of just connect with the plant. That is super cool. Without, yeah, yeah, without um, you're ingesting it, but you're ingesting its vibration. Yeah, which sounds so woo-woo. I know when I say that, but um, that's basically flower essences anyway. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's like the quintessential bits of the flower. Like yeah. Without like the the crazy components of it, exactly. <laughs> so crystals, of course, I have to ma- mention mansion. Who am I? Mansion. Am I think I'm a Myra Rose. I have to mansion labradorite. <laughs> Your favorite, my favorite labradorite. So this is interesting. Looking up this because I love labradorite and I know it in different crystal meanings. So, uh, seeing it for shadow work, I was like, yay. And then I read about it. I'm like, Oh, that makes sense. Maybe that's why I'm so attracted to it. It's used for inner work. So I know. So it helps to uncover hidden patterns and illuminates past memories as well as help relieve feelings of anxiety or fear that may be triggered from those past memories that are resurfacing from the subconscious. Maybe I need to carry my laboratory in my pocket for all yeah. my anxiety. You're right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, another crystal is kyanite. So you can use blue or black kyanite. Huh. Blue kyanite is really great for calming aspects and alleviates that heaviness that can come from shadow work and the black kyanite helps to remove those blockages, opens new pathways and transmute negative energies. So emotions are released in a more positive way. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, because what's that, what does kyanite look like? It's kind of, um, it's really rough and kind of, I don't know, spiky, I guess is not really do you see it it's like um a picture of it yeah no it's really pretty though 
Yeah. I might I have, have to get some of this. Well, I have blue kyanite. I don't have black, so I can give you some blue kyanite if you want. Ooh, the black looks really cool. It looks the like black uh, looks cool. Reminds me of like kind of like the magnetite or whatever that like mm. is like on the little toys that you get that it has like the human person on it and it's just like you're dragging it all over the oh, place right. whatever that's what it reminds me of right <laughs> anyways sorry I, no. I was like what does this look like they're really no. pretty stones it's really cool yeah it's really cool well if you want a blue one I can give you a blue one but I don't have black well have um, to get black so. yeah I know we'll have to look for a black um so because shadow work can illuminate a tendency towards those harmful attachments that we like, I think, I think in what that means is we start focusing on that negativity that we're trying to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Um, so because of that, the kyanite helps to cut the toxic ties from that. Um, hold on a second. Oscar's getting into something. You what are you getting into? Oh, nothing. <laughs> nothing he's just laying there he's laying there like he's like i'm a good boy mom i don't know i feel like he i just missed him or something but anyway so selenite uh to me so the kyanite is kind of a cord cutter Mm -hmm. uh but to me selenite is like the mother of all cord cutting you sell um, selenite wands, don't you? Yeah. Bundle. Well, I have the knives. I have knives. Oh. I would, do you not know that? I no, I think I knew no. that. But I know that you also made like the, wands the little guys with, with like the bundle of like yeah. herbs and other things. So yeah. So I have knives that are really fucking cool and also tie herbs and other crystals to go along with them. That's awesome. Yeah. I love, I love the knife. Cause it's like literally cutting. Like cutting. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, even <laughs> it's that whole science and witchy woo coming together. Um, <laughs> so selenite, uh, really assists with clearing cords to, uh, people and places and energies and experiences that don't serve you anymore. And mm-hmm. so it's just such a great tool for, for that. I mean, even when I'm selling my stuff, I have this big ass selenite that I put in front of all of my things yeah. to kind of protect myself against people who are touching everything. And, um, Makes I don't sense. know. Yeah. Yeah. Bringing their energy to you. Exactly. So it's really great at, uh, clearing out old wounds and energies that have been healed or released during your shadow work practice. And because of all this shadow work, rose quartz is really good for emotional healing and (laughs) self-love. Yes. It's all about self-love for this one. It helps, um, clear the heart of any anger or resentment, guilt, fear, jealousy, all of that shit, um, while still encouraging emotional and mental strength. 
so oh yeah i have a little rose quartz heart that was given to me by one of my favorite yoga instructors and i still have it nice nice it's a good one. I always kind of found rose quartz hearts to be cheesy, but they make so much sense. Mm-hmm. They really do. And maybe that's part of my shadow work. Like, I don't want that. It's stupid. Love. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So just a few more black onyx is another good one. It helps, uh, you feel safe, grounded, and centered during your shadow work process. Um, it's a stone of stability and calm. So it works well to hold on to the stone when you're feeling overwhelmed while you're processing all of what you're doing during your shadow work. Hmm. And then black obsidian, there was also some snowflake in there too, but I think if you find obsidian, it'll just be good, whatever obsidian you find, most likely black, um, is finding a deeper meaning into your shadow aspect. So it helps unlock symbols and insights presented by your shadow side. Damn. Yeah. And, um, you can be better to integrate these aspects of yourself and back into the light. I'm going to, I'm reeling from all of this information. I'm going to have to re-listen to our own podcast to get some of these uh, stones and do like a nice like bath with yeah. all the herbs and the crystals. Mm-hmm. If you can take a bath with some of those herbs and sprinkle them around or some of the essential oils and then have the crystals or candles yeah. all of it around and just really start to immerse yourself into preparing for this deep dive into the shadow self, like that will help. I mean, just mentally get you there versus I am just, you know, and if you have to, that's fine. If you're just like, Nope, I have 10 minutes, which is maybe all you really should spend doing actual shadow work, journaling and things like that, because it can get so deep and heavy. You don't yeah, want to put there in the long. work, but you don't want to burn yourself out. Yeah. Yeah. So after you take a bath or even maybe while you're in the bath, just mm-hmm. bring your journal with you and well, maybe you, make, you make a ritual of it, of like every like new moon and full moon or like, mm-hmm. something sure. that like, you're just like, okay, like I have this already planned or whatever. Yeah. Really make it about yourself because it is. Well, that's awesome. That's a lot of good herbs and, and crystals to work with. So I think people have quite a variety to choose from. Yeah. And I think you don't have to use all of the herbs or all of the crystals. It's just whatever's working for you, or, you know, maybe you use rosemary one week and clary sage the next or something, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, like, uh, Tally and I said, we're at the very beginning of this journey for ourselves. Um, I personally bought, um, a shadow workbook with the prompts, uh, it's called into the wild shadow work journal, uh, reclaim your wholeness, uh, by Dominica Applegate. Uh, so that's what I've been using. Again, there's other books that uh, if you want to read about shadow work, 
um, or delving into like these archetypes. Uh, there's Meeting the Shadow, The Hidden Power of the Dark Side of Human Nature by Connie Zweig um, from 1991. Uh, I own this book. It is very dense, but I slowly mm-hmm. have been picking away at it. Uh, Women Who Run with the Wolves mm-hmm. uh, by Clarissa Pinkola Estes. Uh, so that's like definitely about like the the kind of feral female archetype that like kind of like what we were talking about with shadow work suppressing um, our inner creative selves because you know society tells us that we've got to be prim and proper or whatever. This is throwing all that by the wayside. It's a very good book. Like I said, it's just like a lot to chew on mentally. That book is really it's a beloved book and it's really hard for me to absorb and concentrate because I think it's some, some stories aren't, but others are. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I really need to sit with like, it's a years long book. Yeah. I've just through. I've slowly been reading chapter by chapter for like a couple of years now. So yeah. Mine's so beat up. Yeah. I mean, mine's so beat up and I love it. And it's always, it's always in my face. It's like, I brought it down to the living room. I'm surprised I didn't take it to Puerto Rico. Uh, Maybe I meant to, I don't know, because it's all, it's always in my face. I always take it with me when I'm in the field and just read one section of it. And then that's it for maybe a month because I'm digesting what I just read and maybe I need to read it again. And like, it's, it's so crazy. And other parts of the archetypes that she talks about stick with me, Mm -hmm. you know? And then I'm like, I didn't even think I understood what I was reading, but I guess I did. Yeah. Sometimes a light bulb goes off and you're Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah. Right. It's so, it's Mm -hmm. such a great book and it's not, I don't feel it's meant to be read in a month's time for you to like fully grasp it because it's just so there's, it's such an interesting, I love it. I I do love it as much as a lot of material. It is a lot of material as much as I want to be like, ugh. It, because, I would love to say that I'm a big is. reader, but I'm not y'all. So no, you know, oh, so, I mean, I love to read, but like, it's just like, depends on the book, right? I've been loving audiobooks. not going to lie. Ooh. I thought I, I was poo-pooing them for so long. And now I'm like, why would I ever read another actual book again? <laughs> well, when you have it's like great. eight hour drives all yeah. the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sense. So, anyway. uh, what's your shadow book? I know you recently got one or two or, oh no, I, well, I accidentally bought the wrong book. That's right. It was a like, like grimoire, but yeah, your book (laughs) of shadows, not shadow. That's right. Yes. That's what it was. It was like, because I, I guess because I was diving so deep into it and I was like, oh, this book looks good that I forgot what I was actually buying. (laughs) It happens. (laughs) So I haven't gotten mine yet, but I have a few, um, I have a few that I want to maybe get, but see, this is also my problem is that when I want to get into some, like what we were just saying earlier about, you get so excited about a book that you end up not reading it or a movie that you're super excited about, but it has to be the right moment, the right time, the right temperature. And then you end up never seeing it. 
because the stars never align. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like, okay, I can't do that, which is, uh, before the pod, we were discussing maybe doing this as like a a 30 day challenge kind of thing. Um, because I feel like I won't because there's so many great books out there. There's so many. Mm -hmm. So which one is the perfect one there? There is no perfect perfect one. Yeah. So that's where my circle gets hemmed up a lot. And so that's already part of the shadow work in progress that I need to do. So there's like three that I'm looking at and I just need to either close my eyes or mini, 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 mo and just do it. Hell yeah. 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 So I'll have it this week. I'll be ordering it this week. Yeah. I think Tally and I were talking about, um, maybe for the month of February, trying to do like shadow work every day. It doesn't necessarily need to be a prompt, but even like meditation for like Mm -hmm. 10 minutes of sitting there, um, journaling definitely I'm sure helps this process, but Mm -hmm. I know journaling can get very tiring. So, you know, uh, just stick with it for a month. So, um, we can do that. Can't we? I think we we can. So we can, especially if we have, you know, accountability buddies Yes, in the system that we can exactly. rely on. Yeah. So watch out for February. So maybe yeah. grab your books, grab your crystals, grab, you know, whatever herbs you want to start working with. And we'll start it at the beginning of February. And February is also technically a short month. So <gasps> Ooh, good call. We got it. We got right. it. So. Unless this is a leap year, is, that makes it a day longer, doesn't it? Or does it, yeah, make but it I guess it only makes it 29 days instead of 20. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know if 30, I can handle that. Marks and... <laughs> but yeah, yes, we'll, we'll post about our, our shadow challenge in February. Yes, for sure. Um, but yeah, until then keep gazing into the unknown. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Bye y'all. Bye.